Welcome to another episode of Evenings with Ev. I am your host, Evan Weiss, and today we will be talking about the book One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest by Ken Kessie, one of my favorite books I read in school this year. I gave it a 9 out of 10 rating, which apparently was a little too high according to my classmates, but I liked the book a lot. I gave it a 9 out of 10, and that's it. And today we'll be analyzing the quote, People have to pay for a lifestyle. That's the quote. People have to pay for a lifestyle. Let that sit with you guys for a second. Think about what it means, who it applies to. Just think about that quote for a second. And uh, I'll tell you how I think it relates to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Regarding the quote, people have to pay for a lifestyle. People in life. They, they sacrifice things to live the way they do. Think about celebrities, for example. Think about LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant, and not like Steve Carell, all these big celebrities. They sacrifice stuff to get to where they are and to be as successful as they are. And in the book, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, we see a lot of different characters sacrificing stuff to live comfortably and to be happy. And as I kept on reading the book, I saw the fe- I saw the theme sacrifice it kept on coming up and coming up in the book. And I'm very happy that my teacher Mr. Horn gave me this quote to analyze about sacrifice because I did note to myself that wow, p- people are sacrificing a lot to get to where they want to be. And so I'm happy that we're, we have an assignment about it because I noted that it was a big theme throughout the book while I read it, and now I got to dive deeper into it, which I'm happy about. The dictionary definition of sacrifice is an act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as important or worthy, or to give up something important or valued for the sake of others' other considerations, and when I think of that, when I read that quote, first person that comes to my mind is definitely McMurphy. I mean, throughout the book, he continuously stuck up for the other patients in the ward against Nurse Ratchet and against the system for the gain of the for the gain of others, and he sacrificed a lot to help out the other patients who were struggling. And I praise him on that a lot because not that many people these days are able to sacrifice pretty much themselves for the sake of other people. And we see it a couple of times, not a couple, we see it an abundant amount of times throughout the book, him sacrificing himself for the gain of others. First one that comes to my mind is the World Series. Um, He insisted that they should watch the World Series. Nurse said no. They hold two votes. First First vote, not enough votes. Second vote, enough votes but the nurse still didn't let them watch it but McMurphy didn't care and he sacrificed himself and pulled up chairs in front of the tv to watch the game even though there was no game on the tv he was just commentating at a blank screen but the other patients bought into it and they they didn't care they were just happy McMurphy was getting excited 
and they went along with it. Even though there was no screen on, McMurphy was still commentating and uh, getting them all excited and, and, and yeah, getting them all excited. Uh, another example is when he becomes a vegetable for the sake of Billy. Uh, Ratchet blamed McMurphy for the suicide, for his suicide. He tries to strangle the nurse, and we all know what happens. He goes to the electrotherapy, and that's some serious stuff. The electrotherapy treatment is some serious stuff. Literally, it affected him mentally and physically, but he still did it because he wanted to stick up for others in the ward, and he sacrificed himself, literally, and took the fall for it and went into the electrotherapy machine because he knows the difference between right and wrong, and he wanted to prove his point. Like Murphy definitely paid the price for his lifestyle through his sacrifices in the book. And another key moment of, of someone sacrificing something for, for gain was uh, the chief's father, Chief Brompton's father. And the chief's dad had a drink in order to keep living on the reservation. And that's a huge sacrifice. He, he was forced to do something in order to keep his family on the reservation and provide them, sustain them with a home and community to live in. And that's just wild how people do some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff for personal gain. And it's sad sometimes, like, for example, what I just said, Chief having a drink to keep where he's living, like, that shouldn't be the case for anyone, no matter who you are, no matter what religion you follow, no matter your race, it should never be the case for anyone. And I just thought that, that, that was crazy how the Chief's father had to do that to keep them living on the reservation. It brings me to another point about Native Americans and how they are often mistreated and stereotyped and they're kind of, they're always looked down on and it's very upsetting because they deserve an equal say and equal representation in, in everything that they do because they're just as, just as a person as me and any of you guys listening. Native Americans since the, beginning ha since the beginning have been mistreated and misplaced. A recent example of Native Americans being mistreated would be how the community is protected from COVID-19. I'll give you a hint, not very well. The pandemic has exposed weaknesses as never, as never before, contributing to the disproportionately high infection and death rates among Native Americans. Hospitals waited months for protective equipment, some of which ended up being expired, and had too far beds and ventilators to handle the flood of COVID-19 patients. The agency failed to tailor health guidance to the reality of life on poverty-wracked reservations and did little to collect comprehensive data on hospitalizations, death rates, and testing to help tribe, tribe spot outbreaks and respond. 
The systematic weaknesses in the health system forced tribal officials to take the matters into their own hands, spending millions of dollars of tribal money to bolster the response and enacting curfews and other steps to enforce social distancing. If we would have waited for the federal government's help, our, death, our deaths could have been in the thousands, said Mike Zixler, a city coronavirus coordinator in Arizona. In states with Indian Health Service hospitals, the death rates for preventable, for preventable diseases like alcohol-related illnesses, diabetes, and liver disease are three to five times higher for Native Americans who largely rely on these hospitals than for the other races combined. This information from a New York Times article shows how Native Americans are not being treated equally in society and aren't getting the correct help to handle COVID-19. While we are talking about mistreatment of Native Americans, the author of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest once said, we were in a big line of traffic. The bus driver got out and walked up to see what was happening. He came back and told us one of them crazy drunk Indians took a knife between his teeth and ran out into the highway into the grill of an oncoming diesel truck, which was bringing conduit and piping to the dam project. I thought, boy, that's far out. Finally, he, the Native American, couldn't take it anymore. He just had to grab his knife, go out into a freeway, and run into a truck. It was really the beginning of, the, of Cuckoo's Nest, the notion of what you have to pay for a lifestyle. It started an appreciation in me, in me for the Indian sense of justice and drama. Native Americans are pushed and shoved, and shoved everywhere, treated inhumanely for so many hundreds of years, and sometimes they just give up and have no answers. You have to pay for your lifestyle is definitely the case for Native Americans for so many years who have to, sacri who have to sac sacrifice so much, so much to just be accepted in society, which is so, so sad. I'm going to link this podcast to a piece of art that I think is a good representation of what I've been talking about here today. Um, it's a painting by the painter Robert Motherwell. And the name of it is Africa Sweet. And in the picture, it kind of is like there's two guys sticking out their arms and fists at a body. And it kind of reminds me of people just teaming up on Native Americans and stereotyping against them and calling them names and leaving them out. The two arms with the fists, fists are the non-Native Americans. And the body, the body-like figure, is the Native American getting attacked by the two arms and fists. And when I first saw that picture, that's what I thought about: how Native Americans are often are often mistreated and misplaced in our society. Sacrifices were made all throughout the book One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The notion of what you have to pay for a lifestyle is seen very clearly by different characters sacrificing themselves for a better life, which in my eyes is very heroic. Sacrifice is a part of life and is a very scary game to play, but, is it, but it is important to know when to sacrifice and why you are sacrificing. The two characters I talked about, both McMurphy and Brompton's dad, sacrificed for an amazing reason. They sacrificed for justice. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week here on Evenings with Ev.